In the game of life, anything times zero must still be zero. Whenever I wish to scandalize people, I have a sentence which works every time. I would prefer my daughters took up smoking than started cycling in London. My argument is as follows. If my daughters take up smoking and find it impossible to quit, there is a fairly high chance of a fairly bad outcome. They may die early and very unpleasantly, perhaps at 58 rather than 85 years old. But if they take up smoking and resist the seductive lure of the bicycle, well, at least they won't die at 22 beneath the wheels of a truck. The first outcome is a disaster, the second is a catastrophe. Now, I don't claim that I'm right here, there are other upsides to cycling, though I suppose if we're being intellectually honest, we should accept that there may be some upsides to smoking too, but I still maintain that I might be right. There is a case to be made that in the game of life, avoiding elimination in the early rounds is a good approach. It always interests me that we are now more sanctimonious about tobacco than we are about drink, cycling, motorcycling and mountaineering. Almost every single person I know who has died before the age of 50 was killed by one of these four. Something economists don't understand with their narrow focus on utility, which is an artificial additive function accumulated in a series of independent transactions, is that life is multiplicative, not additive, and it is path-dependent. In his excellent blog, Farnham Street, Shane Parrish explains the distinction between additive and multiplicative systems as follows. Let's run through a little elementary algebra. What's 1,506,789 times 9,809 times 5.56 times 0? Hopefully you didn't have to whip out the old TI-84 to solve that one. It's a 0. This leads us to a mental model called multiplicative systems, and understanding it can get to the heart of a lot of issues. Suppose you were trying to become the best basketball player in the world. You've got the following things going for you. 1. God-given talent. You're 206 centimetres tall, quick, skillful, can leap out of the building, and have long been the best player in a competitive city. 2. Support. You live in a city that reveres basketball and you're raised by parents who care about your goals. 3. A proven track record. You were player of the year in a very competitive Division I college conference. 4. A clear path forward. You're selected as the second overall pick in the NBA draft by the Boston Celtics. Sounds like you have a shot. What would you put the odds at of this person becoming one of the better players in the world? Still high? Let's add one more piece of information. 5. You've developed a cocaine habit. What are your odds now? This little exercise isn't an academic one. It's the sad case of Leonard Len Bias, a young basketball prodigy who died of a cocaine overdose after being selected to play in the NBA for the Boston Celtics in 1986. Many call Bias the best basketball player who never played professionally. What the story of Len Bias illustrates is the truth that anything times zero must still be zero. No matter how large the string of numbers preceding it, in some facets of life, all of your hard work, dedication to improvement and good fortune may still be worth nothing if there's a weak link in the chain. Actually, it's a bit more complicated than this. 
Had Bias decided to become a cocaine addict late in life, his life might have been fine, but early losses or an early zero have a disproportionate effect on outcomes. Just as a great meal can be ruined by a single prong on your fork being out of alignment, a great life can be ruined by a single early mistake. In a multiplicative, path-dependent world, one in which we are in competition with others, the rules are very different to the additive rules that economists frequently impose on us with the idea that they are rational. Perhaps where economists go wrong is that they think decisions are like archery, where, by aiming for the bullseye, you are also minimizing your chance of a zero. But real-life decisions are more like darts, where aiming for the highest score brings a higher chance of disaster. In archery, the scoring is concentric. You simply aim for the bullseye, which scores 10. And if you miss, you get 9. Miss the 9.